0: chapter 2, verse 15 through 21. Um, At the end of, well, I guess as I was finishing up the Advent season, uh, Advent uh, sermon series, I started working on some different things and thinking about uh, the new year and thinking, you know, what kind of great message can we have to compel us into the new year? Looking at what resolutions have we made? What kind of ideas and things we want to conquer for the new year. But that farm boy thing kicked in, and I was drawn back to this Luke passage in the Advent season. And looking at the shepherds, and I know we've talked about, we were looking at Jesus as the shepherd, but I want to kind of flip the coin. Because I think we are called to be shepherds as well. And how did... The shepherds of Jesus' day respond to the message of who He is. You see, the setting is made here. In the first part of Luke chapter 2. A few miles outside of Bethlehem, shepherds are gathering their sheep for the night. They've started some little campfires because in the day, the shepherds would gather in together at night, all the different flocks. So that a few of the shepherds could go to sleep. And a few will stay awake for a few hours and then they'll trade off. Taking the warmth from a few fires. So they're not scattered all across the land. They're safety in numbers. Safety together. And Then suddenly what they thought was a lightning storm and thunder started rolling in. The scariness of, oh no, our fires are going to go out. The sheep are going to be scattered it was actually the angel coming to proclaim the good news of who Jesus Christ is and will forever be. The Jesus who was born in Bethlehem and a call for them. So how did they respond and how do we respond? And so for this next year, I want to challenge us to look at being a shepherd's year. Will you be a shepherd? Will you step out just as the shepherds did that night? Hear the message from the holy angel in verse 10. Fear not, for... Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto us, born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Can you imagine that message? I think Rhonda is so right. During the Christmas season, even us in the church... We hear the message, we hear the scriptures, and sometimes we just go really fast and we don't get to really just be in the message. We don't get to be in the gospel presentation. It's kind of like some of those books that we have for our Christmas tradition. We read them and we stick them back under the tree. We don't dwell in them. One thing entering into Alicia's family is they have a tradition of a book that they read every Christmas season. And I love this book. And it's about the innkeeper. And you guys got to experience last year that same book being read with the kids doing their program. But we don't just read it one time and stick it back under the tree. It's one of those books that Josiah grabs like every couple of nights and wants to reread it. It's one of those books that while we were sitting around the table with the advent reading, that would be one he would go grab because he wanted to hear the story. So I think we are called to come back into this passage to dwell in it just a little bit longer. And so starting with verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing." That has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it was amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things. They had heard and seen, which they were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it came time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angels had given him before he was conceived. Think about this new year. Think about being a shepherd. And think this passage And I think there's four things that we can learn about being a shepherd in this new year. And the first is that the shepherds, first of all, were receptive listeners. They actually heard what the angel said. And this isn't true throughout all of Scripture. If we look back in Genesis chapter 17, Sarah thought the angel was ridiculous when the angel showed up to Abraham and Sarah. She thought he was crazy. Thought the news was never going to happen. Even Gabriel, when he shows up to talk about John the Baptist, isn't received well. Mary is excited, and yet Mary does not. Fo- Mary Magdalene in chapter twenty of Luke or of John, sorry, has the angel appear, and she doesn't fully listen, doesn't fully hear what the angel is trying to say about Jesus. She goes searching for Him in the tombs, in the cemetery, and yet the angel is saying, no Mary, Jesus is alive, He's risen from the grave. And so there's a contrast painted between those who didn't listen and those who did listen. Those who were receptive listeners. And so my challenge to us this year is will we be more receptive listeners to the Holy Spirit and what God has in store for each of our lives, for the lives of our church, for our family, and for the world. You see, we live in this communication age is what people call it. Even if you look at what this year is for 2018 according to different calendars, the Chinese calendar says that this is the year of communication, of respect, of hard work. So can this be a year not dedicated to all this other stuff, but dedicated to receptive listening, that we can truly hear what God has in store for us? With our technology, we think we're listening, don't we? We have more access to everything. We're able to have the high-speed internet to get access on a quick notice. There's an article in Forbes magazine by Diane Schilling. And she wrote, In today's high-speed, high high-stress world that communication is more important than ever. We see We seem to be devoted less and less time to really listening to one another. She believes that genuine, receptive listening has become a rare gift. She also believes that the better listener we are, the more effective we will be at work and deepening our relationships with one another. She goes on to talk about this relationship not just at work, but even with our children, with our spouses, with our friends. If we're truly able to listen, not just hear what the person is saying. What would our world be like? What would our lives individually be if we could truly listen? So there's three things that I see inside this receptive listening. For this 2018, be present. When someone is talking to you. Be present. Keep an open mind. And a closed mouth. When you're. Listening. Be more like a sponge. Than a screen or a critic, just reflecting back what they said. Be a sponge. Soak in what they're saying to truly understand where they're at and where they're coming from. This morning I hope that as we step into a new 2018 tomorrow we'll be better listeners. Listening not only to each other but listening to the Holy Spirit. The shepherds didn't just listen, but they embraced obedience. Verse 15 talks about this idea that they came together, they talked about it, and then they were off. And they were going to find Jesus. They were going to Bethlehem. Action. Embracing. Obedience. This doesn't happen throughout all of Scripture. Even talking about Jesus. Different people throughout the Old Testament hear the Word of God, but don't act. Some who act, actually act in defiance. Think about the prophet Jonah. As he hears, he knows what God is calling him to, and he turns around and goes the other way. But a few days and a big fish changes his mind. This year, what would it be like for us when we read the Word of God? We hear the Word of God through our prayer times and through our times with one another. Corporate and private, we recognize where God is calling us. And we run with obedience. We embrace it. There's a Scottish theologian Sinclair Ferguson, who wrote this statement, or wrote in Christ alone, made this statement one day Be be obedient, even when you don't know where obedience may lead you. This year of 2018, even if you can't see the finish line, you can't see how everything's going to turn out, will you run with us? Will you run as a family? Will you run as a church body? Will you run individually into that obedience? Maybe God's opening a new horizon for you, a new avenue at work, and God has confirmed it with you and spoken and said yes. Or maybe God is opening some new avenue for your schooling to open up something great, a new adventure something that just stirs you in the heart and in the mind and the soul, then run with it fully. Embrace it and go with it. Embrace in obedience this year. Thirdly, we see that the shepherds were enthusiastic in their praise and their worship. They coupled this idea That praise and worship wasn't just singing, but it was how they were living their whole lives. I can just imagine hearing these shepherds coming through town, singing praises and singing the words of God as they just walked down the street. Just looking at them, you knew they were worshiping. You knew what was going on in their hearts. Verse 20, I love how it puts it here. The shepherds return glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. God is still unfolding His Word. It is still alive, and it is still incorporating you. And as He unfolds it, we can jump in with the shepherds and glorify and praising God for all the things that they were told and had seen. As I was thinking about this idea of glorifying and praising God, I came across uh, my John Wesley uh, little book of different facts about him and writings that he had done. And For those who don't know, he's the founder of Methodism and the Wesleyan Church, hence John Wesley. We are branched off of them throughout history. And as newcomers came into the community which Wesley was helping to lead, they started to realize that people didn't understand fully what it meant to praise God with their life. What it meant to praise them, praise Him every moment. And so they simply came down to a starting point, And they created some guidelines that Wesley put down. Directions for singing. And it didn't stay just in singing. It moved into every aspect of their lives. But he wrote down seven. And hear them. Learn these tunes before you learn any other, others. Afterwards, learn as many as you please. And the reason why he said, and he has the ones listed out, he wanted them to hear the basic theology. My question to you, when you're going about your life, do the songs of our theology ring in your heart? Do the songs that capture who Christ is, who Christ will be, and who Christ will ever be, the Savior of the world? Don't let it end just during our Christmas season when we sing hymns and praise songs about Christ. You can come every Sunday and we will sing songs that glorify. But take them with you. Don't leave them just on Sunday morning. Have them envelop who you are. Wesley goes on, Sing them exactly as they are printed, without altering, Or amending them at all. And he was cautioning us to recognize we need to sing the songs of our faith. And hold on to the truth. And don't forget any part. Three, sing all. Sing that will join with a congregation as frequently as you can. Let not a slight degree or weariness hinder you. You guys understand this. You're here on a Sunday morning when there's snow outside. You're not letting the slight degree or weariness hinder you coming together. But every Sunday, we should be excited to come to worship corporately together. I know there's Sundays when life just happens and you're not going to be able to come. But I miss you on those Sundays. I miss the fellowship. And I hope you guys miss it too and want to be here. And Wesley was getting at that. Four, sing with good courage. Beware of singing as if you're half dead or half asleep, but lift up your voice with strength. Be into it fully. I often thought about this one back in school. Do you sing with the gusto on Sunday morning inside the worship center as you sing in the shower before you get here? Bring that gusto. Bring that passion. I believe the shepherds had that gusto as they were walking. They were singing and praising. They didn't care who heard them. They actually wanted everybody to hear them. Wesley goes on in 5 in uh, his fifth one sing modestly sing so that you don't destroy the harmony of the congregation 6 sing in tune whenever time is sung be sure that you keep time don't run faster or behind it and 7 above all sing spiritually even before you get here, allow God to turn your knobs so that you're spiritually in tune to the congregation and the community. The shepherds opened themselves up through their obedience, through their receptive listening, to be able to freely worship all that God had in store. They didn't hold back They let it all come out, their praises. In 2018, be like the shepherds. As you go from place to place, sing loudly. Maybe it's not through your voice. Maybe it's through your actions, your deeds, who you are. And finally, as the shepherds teach us this morning, they were public proclaimers. Will you in 2018 proclaim what Christ is and will ever be? Will you proclaim the good news that is Christ Jesus everywhere you go? And some of you might say, well, it's just not my gift to evangelize. And I didn't say anything about just evangelizing there. I said just proclaim. Proclaim the good news. And here's some list of, real quickly, some reasons, responses why people say I can't proclaim the good news. I don't know enough of the Bible and God wouldn't even know how, and I don't even know where to start. Guess what? I don't think the shepherds were inside the synagogue every single week. Every single day. A lot of shepherds did not have the word of God memorized like the rabbis did. But the angel didn't show up to the rabbis to go and proclaim. They showed up to the simple shepherds. Maybe we just need to be a simple shepherd this year. Won't I be made fun of? Is that really what Jesus wants? Yeah, I think Jesus really wants us to go. To just share who He is. And this last one, I think is a great one, and if all of you agree with this, we probably just need to close up shop right now. Isn't that the job of the preacher or the pastor? It's not it's our job together as the body of christ as we go in this year let us be receptive listeners being embracing obedience being enthusiastic in our praise and our worship and being public proclaimers of the good news of jesus christ and then we've all heard that phrase And sometimes we may even use words to do it. As we close today and the worship team comes up, I want to challenge you. For 2018, will you be a shepherd? Will you risk it all and be a shepherd? Embrace obedience. Embrace the good news that Jesus Christ has for you. To share, to invite people to. Will you stand and worship and respond?